0: a good prank harmless, but like a good story, it reveals an essential truth that would otherwise be hidden. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Heal. We are joined today by Lisa David Olson, who is a speaker, a business humorist, and a prank enthusiast. I bet you wonder why is she on your podcast, Liz? But we were talking, right, Lisa, about healing with humor. And so I feel like a prank enthusiast might be the best guest to have. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Elizabeth. It's great to meet you. you sort of Thank in Thank you person. for coming.
0: Thank yes. you. I, I I can't wait to hear all about you. So, um, especially <laughs> the prank enthusiast. When you when you mentioned that you were a prank enthusiast, I thought immediately of George Clooney because he's supposed to be a big prank enthusiast as well. Did you know that?
1: Never heard that one. And usually people <laughs> share such tidbits. I'm extra
0: happy that we met now. I guess I have to get you him on Google my podcast. George Clooney and Pranks. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, and see what you come up with and then report back to me. So, we'll do homework right out the gate. <laughs> fun homework. Yes. So, um, we're here to talk a little bit about you and uh, everything that you've been through to get you to where you are today as a prank enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, we'll talk about your speaker <laughs> experience and your business humorist, but I'm just all about the pranks and teasing. Um, So tell me, what brought you to where you are today? You can go as far back as you want. Tell the audience how you got to where you are. Can do. I actually share that story
1: in my first TEDx. I was lucky enough to land two of them in 2021. Yeah, one was in person and one was over the Zoom sphere, yeah. and quite different experiences and one was through brazil the zoom one so that was amazing and that one is called pranks for the memories
0: okay oh that's a funny name and
1: funny enough well thank you i i gotta tell you just if you ever when you do your text just don't ever look at comments so people thought <laughs> that my my talk was a prank so i'm like that's awesome actually
0: but I, so I talk funny. about
1: the fun in pranks and the i don't like the you know, the ones that are hurting you or the fake TikTok stuff. Uh, I don't have time for that. I'm talking just gentle, sweet, like, ha, got you. (laughs) I even scare my dog.
0: You'll have to give us some examples later. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah.
1: When I grew up in an alcoholic home, my mother was an alcoholic, a functioning alcoholic, but still when she would have the rage mostly at night, we, uh, my siblings and I basically... Found humor as a healing mechanism to deal with the pain, to deal with can't have friends over, to deal with we got pulled out of bed and told to clean out the garbage can or the bathroom or, or hit. We were hit. And, um, can dad I ask you a question? He,
0: H- how on earth did you find the humor in that at name the it. moment? I'm sorry, did you hear that? How on earth did you it find It wasn't
1: that? in the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. It wasn't in the moment itself, but it was in the healing afterward or, you know, um, an animal that gets hurt, licks their wounds, but um, humans that get hurt, try to escape. And it, I'm not saying it it was the only thing that we could do. I mean, it would have been nice to have help. I'm in my mid fifties. So it's, back then you didn't have open talk about mental issues. Mother definitely was self-medicating her mental issues. You didn't have people that could say, yeah, I I, I'm sorry. I can't have you over. I know that I got to stay over at your house again this weekend, but I just don't know who my mother's going to be today. So you, you just had this whole separate way of growing up and, and Mm -hmm. built up a lot of resentment, but separately, my, my siblings and I would make jokes, talk inappropriately, be characters. My parents, good friend was Daryl and he swore like crazy, and we would mm-hmm. we would cuss in private and call him swearing Daryl, and and those kinds of things would crack us up. Each one of us dealt with it in a separate way. Mm-hmm. My sister um, thought she had to get married and, and left, so she got married very early, and then my my second brother moved away as soon as he could, and he used to hide in the camper in the driveway. Um, myself. I left home at 17. I quit school and, and took off. And mm-hmm. then my younger brother kind of stuck around and being the baby, he didn't take the brunt so much. And by then they, you know, things were kind of separating, but one night I was still at home. I was probably on the verge of 15 and I was in my room and I, I had a handful of Darvacet. I don't even know if they still make Darvacet. I remember them being a blue tablet. pill. I don't know what that is. A painkiller of some sort. Oh. One of my parents had to have had it. And so I had a handful of these things and I had water too. And I just, I just wanted to go away. I just wanted to be done. And all the things that I was going through. And plus, oh, hello, hormones. Hello, adolescents. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. What's real? What, What's hormones? why am I getting hair there? That's odd. <laughs> I know, so, right? All that's going on. And I, I really thought that this would be a great plan. And then i heard from the other room where i could see the tv glow i heard laughter and i heard the tarzan yell
0: oh, and i carol. knew
1: <laughs> i knew the carol burnett show was on and i'll tell you this about that i did not miss a carol burnett show
0: and back carol then we burnett. didn't have
1: the dvrs and the nope. vhs's or any of the recording things so you either watched or you missed it yep and i made that decision To go watch Carol Burnett, I made that decision to choose joy over whatever might have happened. I chose. I used to pretend that Carol Burnett raised me. So if she's listening, and I think she does listen to Heal, she does. Carol,
0: the link, anyways, (laughs) girlfriend.
1: I want you on my show, my podcast. I just want eight minutes of your time to thank you for helping me saving your life, humor. Mm, Yeah, I would love to tell her so. I did see her in a show about ten years ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but. I did not get picked for a question. Oh. Little bit, a little bit miffed about that. I think that's she and okay. I can work It'll through happen. it though.
0: It'll happen. Nah. I, I feel it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's really how I, I found humor. And then I as I morphed into um, figuring out my way through school, you know, finishing school my own way and doing all those things, I eventually was brave enough to try out for singing group. And I got in. And one of the ladies in the singing group said to me one day, you know, you should come and try out for our improv troupe. Yeah. I was like, nah, I don't know what improv, I don't know how to do it. I don't do acting stuff. I can sing, but whatever." And she goes, no, 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 you really, really should come. And my head was huge. And I was like, well, okay. I think I'm funny. I, why not? I could do that. And then she turned to me and said, yeah, we need another female. Oh, <laughs> So I took my girl bits down over to the improv audition. I got in fast forward. I ended up running the troupe, owning the troupe and performing in the troupe for two decades.
0: That's amazing. I still do improv
1: shows. That
0: was the name of the troupe.
1: Heart of lacrosse. The city in which we perform the most is lacrosse, Wisconsin. Oh, nice. So little, little local awards and all that. And and it was always corporate clean. And I'm so proud of that because. I've done a lot of stand up. I've hosted a lot of stand up. Once you do the PP jokes, where do
0: you go? <laughs> right? So yeah. you have to go to poop, poop jokes. Poo-poo exactly. Jokes. Yes. <laughs> because,
1: you know, I, I love that humor that's on the edge that yeah. you could imply, like the movie Shrek. Oh, there's my just gosh, different yes. implications to that whole movie. That's my favorite. Now, if you and I were alone and we're sharing a cup of something, trust me, girl, I can go dark. <laughs> but not on stage. I right. work with police officers in the day. Trust me, I can go dark. <laughs> Trust me, I hold my own. I have five shared sons. Oh am but not on
0: stage. Yeah. That's so awesome. Not only was, is that awesome just in general, but you can also market yourself. And like you said, you can go to a corporate, you can go to a corporation and perform. You can go anywhere and perform. That's what
1: I like to do. And I love when we get audience ideas and create a sketch. And just this past week, I taught a couple of classes for the gifted fifth and sixth graders. They all come to a college in lacrosse and they get a whole day to choose different stations. And we did improvisation. they would and-
0: love that, I bet it was amazing.
1: You know, one of the biggest thrills for me is that the shy ones are not gonna do a damn thing until you don't pick at them. And then you realize they're observing. And that's yeah. okay. Everybody in their they own do. time. If you yeah. go, Hey, red shirt, get up here. I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not ready. If I'm ready, I'll tell you I'm ready. And, and to watch them blossom in the, in the hour that we have together, you know, and then you've got your, your mini um, Chris Farley's that you have to tone back a little bit, <laughs> but they're hilarious. They're, they're making Tinder jokes and, and all these things. I'm just like, how do they even God. know
0: what that is? <laughs>
1: Exactly, and then when I went to get a picture at the end of class, it was so thrilling. This is the first time it happened where I said, "Let's get a picture," and a bunch of kids whipped out their phones that had never been out during the class at all. <clears throat> they wanted photos too. And it was Aww. just a really
0: cool day. Yeah, that is so fun, and you're introducing uh, something that might spark interest and creativity in them. And you yes. know, you could have you could have created a whole the whole next generation of comics or writers or. Oh man.
1: Something. Wouldn't that be something because yeah, yeah, you've got to know that you've got to try the things and you've got to explore and play and, and be fearless. And... Yes. And the main thing I talk about, cause I do talk to businesses about improv and the and one of the main things is it's not all slapstick humor, but it's trusting your partner. It's listening. You know, have you done improv, Elizabeth?
0: Uh, I haven't done improv. My daughter, however, did in middle school, she was so good of course because she's my daughter but i've watched <laughs> a whose line is it anyway we we're huge love that fans love and it. we've gone into boston to see some improv troops i absolutely oh we went to go see upright citizens brigade and oh in fun. absolutely love improv i would love to try it but i don't know i don't so know so
1: your brain went where are many like Fake statistic: Ninety nine point eight percent people go to, which is, <laughs> I don't do improv because I'm not on a stage with a, a spotlight on me. Oh, you I actually am, are. doing I am improv. an improver.
0: I can, you are. I can improv for sure. Almost every job that I've, I was a kindergarten teacher for sixteen years. Exactly. That's all that. I did was so improv. yes, you do
1: improv, and you're yeah. doing a show, and your mom. And no. you've had bosses and you've had yeah. partners and fart
0: yeah. 10 for, for oh. 10 years.
1: Yeah. Well now yeah. you're dabbling in therapy.
0: <laughs> well, that's also kindergarten teaching. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> yes. I don't but that's, need a degree. That's the thing. And, yeah. I don't need to be a social, I don't have to be a master of social worker. I can do no, this.
1: you don't need the piece of paper.
0: You got it. Yeah. But yeah. that's what I, I was talking to, about to I would kids. love to try the on stage improv, but I think yes. I need I would need some training. Um, Oh,
1: it'd be fun. It's, it's so fun to just play. And and you're not you. That's how you find your brave pants. You know, you're, you're not you. And that's what I was telling the kids. If you're afraid to give a speech or to adults, are you concerned when the boss says, ah, we need to chat, come on in. Well, you can pretend I'm that person that has to go in there, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not Mm -hmm. talking split personalities, but what What if you disassociate just briefly, or you, you can look at the moment and say, this is a brief moment in my day and my week and my year and my yellow in my life. So eh, I'm just going to go with it. And you are going to improv that talk too.
0: (laughs) That's actually really great. really great piece of, um, I guess it's advice, but it's a really great piece of advice because I'm in a position right now. I just literally, why I was running up here to get on this recording, talking to my uh, partner about, um, a conversation that I have to have. And I'm thinking I could I could definitely be someone else when I have that conversation. I never thought of it that way.
1: The other thing is you cannot plan it ahead. It never works out the way we think. So don't overthink and don't have anxiety. Uh, I'm going through stuff at work and there's certain things I know, and there's certain things I know I have to say, or, but meanwhile, listen more than you talk is the best, best way. Yeah. How many times in a day do you say, oh, why did I say that? So many. It can't just be me.
0: I I am. I feel it's so funny now that I'm thinking more and more about this improv question, because I feel like even when I did give speeches, if I, you know, as a a coach, I would have to go to a banquet and I'd have this nice written speech where I honor and I say what's happened over the season. And I 90% of the time would go off off page off book and I'm like oh, I totally improved all of that did it make sense I have no idea my speech made sense why didn't I stick with the speech and
1: always record it that's where the <laughs> magic is is in between the stuff you thought you were going to say mostly magic not always sometimes it's like really me why did I do that
0: <laughs> well, usually it's really me why did I say that uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's really like, I can't believe I just said that. No one gets oh, my jokes. Yeah. Like I get my jokes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
1: And no one can embarrass me as much as I can embarrass me. It's a talent. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Sorry. I such a long day today. So you, ha- you are in, you were in charge of improv and then you, you also, did you all perform in businesses like on, like you have done that with your in- improv troupe or do you just do Like, do you go to corporations or have had you We still do. We're still still doing improv
1: for corporate parties and corporate events. But I stopped doing the sketch comedy in uh, 2019. We were running three weekends. That's nine shows. And that was a lot. And we would write sketches about town. We had song parodies. And it was always this balance of the city. So if we had a musical about potholes and how bad the streets are, it ended up being, you know, what can we do with them, and just silly, silly stuff. We'd have that's the so mayor funny. guest host or whatever, and just completely like the Carol Burnett show. But I just that's so to come funny. Into it, it
0: reminds me of Punch and Judy a little bit. Like the, <laughs> yes, the, yes, yes. You know, like the the t- signs of the time things are going on. Yes, locally that you would have. Oh like yeah. yeah, improv I'm, about.
1: <laughs> my sons grew up with the shows, and you know, I have my own podcast, and I just hit. Episode 100. And sure, I'm bragging, but it's also a chance to tell you that my sons asked to be my 100th guest. So, my two sons.
0: How old are they? And what did they, what were they, what what, what, tell us about your podcast? First, tell us about your sons. How old are they?
1: So, uh, Trevin is 26 and Mason is 24. And I have three fabulous stepsons that I've known since they were in the world because my husband and I have been in and out of each other's lives through entertainment. I used to DJ for his company when I was in my 20s and we were both with other people. So we both watched each other's sons grow up, never knowing that down the road we were going to end up blending in a a sense. They were all getting older. But yeah. um, yeah. So it's a it's a a really cool set of boys and they are funny, or Todd and I just agree, we wouldn't have kept them. So send them down. (laughs) exactly (laughs) off you go not funny enough good luck serious boy (laughs) and so we talked about on my episode of stranger connections what was it like to grow up being pranked constantly being being um dared being set up to do dares in the mall with your mother uh to grow up doing shows and tell us tell us more about that
0: like what how, how what did they say I'm dying to know how they felt about being pranked. It's so
1: fun to hear how they remember it. And of course it brought back my own. I do remember April 1st, one year there was no school and I didn't tell them that and I got them up and this is, you know, 20-ish years ago. So I got them up for school and didn't use the car radio because they would have said April Fools and drove them to school and the parking lot's empty and the shades are pulled on the windows. And I wasn't a person who was that early. So they were like, This looks weird, mom. I'm like, April fools, there's no school. And they go, I could have been sleeping. Yeah. And I said, go stand by the flagpole. Mommy needs a picture. And they were so crabby looking with their little gelled hair back then, you know, and little shirt button up with the little flames coming up the bottom. And that's so funny. But then we went to breakfast, but they don't remember that part. And then of course not on the podcast, my son goes, Trevin said. Yeah. Do you remember what you did after mom with the picture? And I was like, I'm sure it's in the bucket of pictures. And he goes, mom, you put it in the paper. And I was like, I forgot about that.
0: Oh, oh good damn. times. But I so would do good, things they're, like, they're, they're, they're good about it. They They're not oh, bitter. Yeah. They're not in no. therapy or, I mean, they might be, but not for this reason.
1: <laughs> Correct. You know, I would oh, do things cool. like jump out at them. I would wait around the corner to my stepsons as well. If I know you're going to grab your laundry out, I'm going to hide in the closet near the dryer because here's some tips. Oh my God. Always bring a hydration and a soft snack, not the crunchy granola bars. That's a giveaway because they can hear you. If you've got a dog, you've got to put things around you to hide your scent. So maybe grab a bath towel of somebody else's. There's some, there's some, you know what, just give me a call if you need some tips, but jumping out. When your son is pulling his clothes out of the dryer, yes, they did their own laundry, is so fabulous because when they jump, sometimes they scream and it's a sound that they don't want their friends to ever know that came out of them. Have you ever recorded this stuff? No, you know, it's, it's in here. It's in the noggin.
0: I suppose recording would be a, some form of not nice. Like if you had the recording, maybe it's not nice anymore because you're going to like share it with people. The intention yeah, is really know. to be lighthearted and, and funny, not.
1: No, it's just, I didn't have a cell phone back then. Are you kidding Oh, <laughs> I would have recorded those suckers screaming like a girl. I even pranked. The you cops would make I so much with.
0: money right now if you were recording all of this.
1: So it goes, so it goes, or I'd be in trouble with child protection services. So there's a thin line between fame and being incarcerated. Such a thin line, (laughs) such a thin
0: line, but I do prank the
1: cops I work with.
0: Oh, false. At least you work with them and they know they expect it. Right.
1: And they're trained. They know I have not, I was tasered once and that was in a training. I was in the reserves for a, a bit, but they, they've never, yeah. I almost got punched once and I fell to get out of the way and I fractured my tailbone, but worth it
0: that's not worth
1: it is it worth it well (laughs) I missed yoga for a very long time but but yeah I mean I almost got it in the right in the face and he didn't so I think that's really
0: neat (laughs) that's great restraint so (laughs) so tell us about your podcast a little stranger
1: connections yeah okay yeah
0: stranger connections
1: yes and I celebrate uniquely weird people and quirky careers. I just want the strangest thing. Does your aunt um, make cat sweaters? Does your neighbor collect left boots only? Or there's the gal who found a message in the, I think it was a, a lake. She found a message in a bottle from 90 years ago and reached out and found a family member.
0: No way. Total way. Wow. Um, There's
1: the man who was a monk and then he quit. So you can best believe I was asking all about that.
0: That's interesting. There's the man
1: who takes a wooden gnome everywhere he goes and does adventures with, uh, it's uh, Jeej and they do adventures and they meet yeah. people and they've jumped out of an airplane. They've climbed mountains. People want selfies
0: with them. So
1: just so many different. So people. it's like the, it's
0: like that travel commercial with the gnome. Is it true? A, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's yes, so he's funny. Such an interesting guy. Most of the, you know, um, I've talked to two different men who were incarcerated. One man was falsely accused of a rape at the age of 17. Oh my God. Was told that if he admitted it after being given, I think it was a lot of coffee and maybe cigarettes, his mother didn't even know he was being um, questioned or anything. And he finally admitted to this rape and he never did it. There was a girl that was raped and killed. And They said, if you just admit to it, I'm going to let you go home. And you know, like hours and hours, sleep deprivation, coffee, coffee, coffee. And finally he got out at the age of like 41. Oh my God. And now he, he is helping others get out the innocence project. And he's so serious. His name is Jeff um, Dukovich, something like that. How did you handle serious? (laughs) He is very serious. And so, but he was sharing his story, but it was very article, article, fact, fact, because he's a lawyer now. And so he. He's giving his story that he's given for decades. And and one thing that I got out of him was, What was your meal when you got out? And he starts laughing and, and with joy, and everything was different. He's talking about pasta. And I think he had two desserts and he didn't understand that you could order anything you wanted. He wasn't, yeah. can you imagine age 17 and now he's mid-40s? The differences in the world and And he, he did light up, but in every episode towards the end, I ask every guest to share a dare or a prank that they've done or had done to them. So I always hear a different part of their, what came of that by, by accident was always hearing a flip side of the story that they're used to giving.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. I have to start to tune into your podcast. It sounds amazing. Thank you. It's been a real fun ride. And I,
1: there's just so many network net, um, networking that comes out of it. You know, I'm just, I love connecting other people. So I always ask them, are you looking for more podcasts? And some people I end up coaching because I'm a speaker and a coach. I end up training them either for their book or their talk, or even towards their TEDx, because I've been through these. Yeah, I was going to ask
0: you, is that how you, is that what you do? How you coach them for TEDx talks
1: or? Well, my, one of my most recent guests, my episode I just uploaded yesterday is Dr. Heather Brown. And as she's talking to me about, growing up with a schizophrenic mother and this magical story she told just an incredible story as a kid, protecting her mother who was afraid of something going on. She said something that I wrote down and, you know, all the the goosebumps happened. And I, after we got done recording, I told her this, I was like, "Have you ever thought about a TEDx? Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I wasn't doing it for money. I'm not connected to her for money, honestly, but I, I had a message for her, you know, and I just said, Have you thought about doing a TEDx and and I told her the message that I got out of that, what she was saying. I'm like, the world needs to hear this. Yes. How brave. How how just beautiful the story was of how sad, but yet the magic of. But I'm sure there was a
0: a, the, the underlying message, perhaps of inspiration and hope, and you know, being able to endure through difficult times as a child and exactly what it was
1: and it was so unique that she she and I are really had a a really cool moment just in in pondering that and, and talking through it you know when you when you think you have a talk and you think you have a message or your book and it's in your head it's gonna stay in your head. Yep. So start writing start talking call up a friend and say how does this sound because if you're the one doing that if you're the one on the stage you're the one making the talk you're the brave one and if I had known this a long time ago. I would have had a way different life. If you pretend that everybody in the audience is so excited for you and wants you to do well, whoa, you don't have to be nervous. You don't have to be afraid of what you're going to say. You're the brave one standing up there.
0: And plus it's your story. So you know what you're talking about, you know? Yes. It's so funny that we're talking today because I've I've been pondering about creating something to be able to have for a TED Talk. Or TEDx. yeah I know this is so funny because I'm like I would love to do that I would love to do that I would love to do that And of course I have a book half written and I'm like I could pull from my book I could pull stories from my book I could talk about my book <laughs> I'm like just haven't done it I'm just sitting on my ass over here not doing-
1: <laughs> just write for 20 minutes a day but always write down your ideas if you're driving down the road make sure you record. can record safely keep paper by your bed so you don't you know, so if, in case you're not sleeping alone, you don't want to have, the, you shouldn't have the lights on at night anyways. So r- learn how to write in the dark and always write things down because the biggest lie we tell ourselves, ah, that's a good one. I'll remember that. No, you won't because you got five screens open right now. And somebody's knocking on the bathroom door and blah, 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 write it down and start writing long. So many people think they're going to write in the order of the book, or they're going to write the chapters or what did my logo look like girl logo for what?
0: Do
1: the thing. So so in twenty
0: in twenty twenty during quarantine, I took this great class. It was about trying to write your book in 30 days, which I knew I was not going to be able to do, but it at least got me started in thinking about that process of daily sitting down. It was 30 minutes, set a timer and just type or write. And um Mm -hmm. I did that for a long time and then it was about structuring the book and what would your chapters be and how would it be formatted and I have so much done I just need to get I stopped of course the daily sitting down and writing um I tend to put things off like that like sure I think that's the one thing that I need to do for everything to come together yes And I keep putting it off. So the book, this podcast is based on my book. I'm like doing all these things other than just finishing the damn book.
1: (laughs) When you have a book and you are a speaker that goes hand in hand, it somehow makes you the thing. This is what I've learned. And so I've been a speaker for a very long, long time. Once you're an author and a speaker, then you can sell your books. It's called back of the room. That's great. But as a title, it's nice. So
0: if you don't write your book, Oh, it's going to be written. Okay, it's almost there. I have. So it's I behind it's on... behind me in one of those those things. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's always there. We <laughs> are comfortable yesterday. <laughs> in. Sometimes we're comfortable in the procrastination because that's what we know is that uncomfortable spot and that yeah. spot of the ugly troll on our shoulder saying, "Why would you write a book? Who's going to read your book? You don't have initials after your name. That's me, anyways." Finally, I got a coach and I started paying my coach and guess what? I did 10 pages a week or more. And guess what? I did my book in like eight months after thinking about it for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I have
0: such a great start and I really do feel like it's such a great, the way it's formatted. I like, and, and I, I don't know. You're right though. There's this imposter syndrome that a lot of us have, where I'm like, "Oh, no one wants to hear this story." Or, but you know, I've read a lot of books like the one that I'm trying to write, and I'm like, I've read so many books like this, and they're present. The information is very similar, but it's presented in a different way in every single book. And I've bought every single book, and I read every single book, and I got yes. something different out of every single book that I've read. And I get, you know, I, I hear what I need to hear when I need to hear it. And, And I do think that it's going to be good. I just need to sit down and do
1: it. Right. So what is the top reason that you
0: would choose to not do it? Fear of failure and the fact that no one would want to, no one would buy it.
1: (laughs) So somebody out there needs to hear it. Definitely. There's somebody out there that will one day tell you that was just what I needed. And so what you're yeah. doing so by not I finishing So then I started it, the
0: podcast. And so now I'm like working. Through but that's your <laughs> distraction. Let's talk about that. Hell yeah, you to, girl. I need prepared. to talk about it. But listen, <laughs> my, my voice is in my head constantly. And my sister, one of my sisters is like, you gotta finish that book. You have to just finish that book. Once you finish that book, I think all the things are going to come together. And I'm like, shh,
1: <laughs> stop being right. But it's the same thing yeah. you would tell your daughter.
0: Oh and- my God. Yes. So
1: don't forget she's watching you.
0: No, she's not. Yeah. She's not even here recording with us. So that's a thing too. Since I'm just I didn't kidding. get to I'm meet just...
1: her. Since I didn't yeah. get to meet her, we decided since we as podcasters probably aren't paid. I'm not. You said she's not. So that means she's gonna have to make it up to us. Oh I'm so... thinking, I'm thinking dishes for a week. Oh, she 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 lives there all by herself. She's 30. She has to come over and do your dishes, is what That's I'm okay. saying. What's her first name? Brittany. 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 Oh, Brittany. Brittany. Where are you? <laughs> Only reason I did this is Elizabeth said I was going to meet Brittany.
0: See, Brittany, I told you. Leave Everyone... Brittany alone. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. So. I've been teasing her her whole life. I haven't done a lot of Well, that's good.
1: You're doing your job. I
0: I have been teasing her and made her really funny and really tough. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. That's funny.
0: She's a good Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. I just, I would say to anybody looking to do a TEDx is remember that right now they're short. They're eight to 10 minutes now. Used to be, yeah. If you were Brene Brown, yes, you could do 19 minutes, but no, we aren't. So eight to 10, because- It's a point and click scroll worthy world. And so your topic, look at your topic. If your topic is 16 new uses to recycle my water bottle, look out there and see who else is doing it and what makes your version different. What is your idea worth spreading? That is always what they say. What's your idea worth spreading? But then look up everybody, anything else around it.
0: that has to do with the same idea worth spreading. To make sure yes. not everyone's spreading the same idea, or That's how do right. I make different? How do I make it me?
1: Because you're going to yeah. have to pitch, and you have to pitch, and you you're going to have to be very brave and pitch in person. I drove three hours once to pitch, didn't get selected to that one, but obviously three hours back home all in one day. Uh, there's you're going to, but you're going to learn something every time. Absolutely, every time.
0: Yep, but it's much like your improv experience too. I would assume. Right. You know, a lot of that helped you to be able to do all of this. It helps because when you
1: are asked questions on the fly, you, you just have to pretend like, Oh yeah, that
0: sure. Sure. I've thought of that, that old question. (laughs) Let me just pull it out of my back pocket. Oh, this is so exciting. So tell me something. How can, um, how can people get in touch with you if they do hear you say that you coach people and they are interested in doing that? I mean, I do have a lot of people in the same field as me, who I hope they listen, maybe they don't, but, you know, like writing books, healing the world, doing, the yeah. thing. How, you know, how,
1: once how you can... stop worrying about how to write your book and who's going to read it and you just write it. Yeah. The I need rest to really happens. write it for
0: me more than anything. And I think once I yes. look at it that way, because can just something... shut your sister
1: up, bless
0: her heart. Um, <laughs> you can find me
1: on Facebook, Lisa David Olson. I'm I'm always on Facebook. And I have a comedy group on Facebook called Counterclockwise. And it's all you know, it's no politics, it's nothing dirty. Again, it's it's um just clean memes and just poking with each other, lots of puns. And so that's counterclockwise on Facebook. Please jump in there in a year. I got four thousand people in there. Wow. Just because people want to laugh. More punchlines, less. Headlines, people. Um, I agree. I and agree. so I'm on Facebook, but my website is lisadavidolson.com. And I'm on Instagram, eh, sort of. I, I do paint. I paint now. So I get on Instagram a little bit more, but ma- mainly Facebook because I'm 56.
0: What am I going to say? <laughs> and I'm like, I got to go get on of Facebook. I can't stand Facebook. But I'm all I know. Um, I know. So I was going to ask you a question. Did you say you wrote a book? I have a book that just happened to be in my hand right when you said it.
1: Honestly, I just grabbed it. Oh, what's the
0: silly thing in my hand?
1: This is Laps on Rye, W-R-Y, and in the middle is my Project in Bravery,
0: and that's where I do serious selfies with strangers. Oh, my God. And I have made tons of friendships out of this. I'm so jealous. I wish I could come up with some fun ideas like that. I love serious selfie with strangers. That's the funniest thing I can see. Thank you. And then West. I
1: created a journal and I, I didn't go through an editor or anything. I just did my own it's what
0: ifs and why nots. Oh my gosh. It's this is so lot. cool because my book also would is going to, that's the other thing I'm like, and I just had an idea for, um, like a, a journal that would go with the book. I had that yes. idea recently during one of my walks. That's when I get all my ideas when I'm walking. So I record it onto my phone, but, um, brilliant. You're doing the yes. thing. See, I know I just got to finish the thing, but, um. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I just don't want to say it out loud.
1: No, I never do that either. (laughs) Or like when you're going to have a baby, you don't say what you're having because you don't want to hear. I hate that name. That reminds me of my my drunken
0: uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's why I named Brittany Brittany because I don't have anyone in my family named Brittany. That's
1: exactly why we name our kids like we do. I mean, unless you're naming them after an uncle that really is somebody cool, that you
0: have to do that. So, fun fact about poor Brittany two fun facts about Brittany. One, if she was going to be a boy, her name was going to be Thaddeus. (laughs) Ooh. Named after Tad Martin from All My Children. Oh, my. And so I'm glad she was not a boy. (laughs) That's funny. We're around the same age. So, yeah. I remember Tad Martin. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. Hubba, hubba. Other fun fact about Brittany is that when she was born, her name was Cassandra for a full day. And um, oh. yeah, and my sister was in Jamaica when she was born. And I got a telegram from my sister the next day saying congratulations on the birth of Cassandra, which I still have, um, which is funny to me because her name's not Cassandra anymore. And it wasn't <laughs> only for a day. Um, so those are two fun facts about my Brit. It'd be That's really good really if she was cool. here to respond to those fun facts, but she's not here. Brittany, nope. where are you? I hope you're doing something really
1: more exciting than talking with mom and me. What could be more exciting? Free ice cream. She's not getting
0: free ice cream. She's at happy She can't happy eat hour. ice cream. She can't eat ice cream. <laughs> No, she should be here. All right. So they can find you on your website and on Facebook yeah. and not really on Instagram, but maybe on Instagram. Sort
1: of. I mean, just not as much, but I'm there and LinkedIn, and whatever the hell that platform's for.
0: If someone goes to your website, can they find your TEDx talk? I think so. Otherwise, you- just use the Googles
1: and Lisa David Olson. One TEDx that it was in person during COVID. Yay. So I didn't have a full audience. It was just an amazing experience to meet the people I worked with for six weeks. It was truly, honestly, an honor. Um, If you just Google Lisa David Olson and maybe TEDx humor saved my life. Okay. And the other one is pranks for the memories. And that was via Zoom via Brazil. So those meetups on Zoom were amazing.
0: Um,
1: I can show you in person what it looks like when everyone else speaks a different language and you're just being patient on Zoom. Here's what it looks like. (laughs)
0: <laughs> for those of you who can't see her
1: <laughs> just a frozen smile just like since, since oh this is my a god podcast. yeah
0: yeah just sitting i there didn't like, know the word
1: familia was family and that was it so yeah
0: really cool and in brazil <laughs> they speak portuguese so they don't even speak spanish so. oh whatever that was okay i made that up i um, mean no seriously i think they do right and so i I'm bet thinking- you're right That would be easy because I know a little Spanish, but it's not. because I can offend people in several countries (laughs) all at once. (laughs) It's a talent. (laughs) That's so funny. So tell us, do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before I ask you my favorite three questions? I do what does.
1: Healing with humor, because we were talking about healing, obviously. Remember that searching out punchlines instead of headlines, you're going to raise your endorphins. You're going to lower your blood pressure and you release nature's serotonin. So it's a feel good. So if I do happen to hide in the closet with my soft snack in my bottle of water and I wait for you half an hour and I scare the crap out of you, you're welcome because I just gave you a healthy, free dose of affordable health care.
0: That's so amazing. Great tip. <laughs> so, all the moms who are listening, make sure you pack a soft snack in the water. A and quiet, you know, yeah, yeah, quiet snack. So here's Bay the Newtans. other. I, I'm gonna go there. I'm just gonna go there as a teacher and uh, a 16 year <laughs> kindergarten teacher. Um, you might want to also. Uh, this is probably inappropriate. <laughs> you might want to also pack a barrel in case you have to pee, because when we did our when we did our uh, active shooter drills in school, they told us we would need um, a barrel to pee in and water and snacks wow. because i'm definitely going to pull my pants down in front of the five-year-olds 25 yeah. year olds in my class and go pee in the barrel
1: should that happen you would not need the barrel it's just going to happen yeah it's just going to happen <laughs> especially at not this age. step behind my desk that's <laughs>
0: all i'm going to say especially at my, my nice ripe old age that's so. the thing <laughs> yes thank very good so addition
1: much. to the list thank you for
0: the tips <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I do have some questions before we wrap up. Are you ready? No,
1: never. I never
0: know what to say. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Cause you're an improv. So you can just pretend anyways. Um, That's right. If I you... didn't know what to say, I'll say this. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> when you are at your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? Planning a prank or?
1: <laughs> this is kind of a crazy answer and my husband still doesn't get it. I listen to true crime podcasts, yeah, and I paint at the same time.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Or yoga, but mostly <laughs> true crime, and I uh, uh, acrylic paint.
0: And I don't think that that's that's weird. So maybe that says something about me. I don't know. Well, my painting is kind of pretty. I do pretties, lots of flowers, lots of
1: pretties. And yeah. my husband's like, "How does that come out of listening to someone being true crime.
0: brutally killed?" Yeah. I don't know, but it doesn't seem weird to me. <laughs> well, that's that's cool. I guess we're officially friends. <laughs> I'm a true crime kind of person. Uh yes. for real. Yes. Um, I don't know. It does bring comfort. I don't know why. Uh, anyways, okay. If you were to we recommend- like a solve the a case. <laughs> some yeah, maybe because there's closure. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Um and justice maybe sometimes. All right. A book. Would you what would you recommend to Maybe one of your clients or maybe um, anyone who, who, who needs some self-help. Do you have any kind of books that you would recommend, whether it's your own or another? I don't do
1: self-help books because there's too many times it turns out to be um, what helped the person. And so right. I would say it, their self-help, it doesn't help you. I would say more so go toward people that you admire and possibly read their biography and see why you admire them but mostly write your own book
0: i'd love that i love it okay last one if money was no object what would you be doing
1: damn i remember my parents had that conversation and my stepmom said she would repop- repaper the living room like we wouldn't live here you're kidding me <laughs> I think if money wasn't an object um one of the huge things that I would love to do is take all my boys and my hubby on some sort of trip where we could be together yet apart in you know, like a yeah. big shared room in the middle if you feel social, you go there and otherwise everybody could what do a great idea boring and we would be doing all the you know what's the kite over the water parasailing and all the fun things and so would it, it be like a tropical
0: an... beach vacation, Sounds separate foot like apart? When... I mean, yeah. separate but together? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So not All like, that. not the mountain skiing, more like a relaxing, no. good. No, nothing nice. where we
1: have to be like an Olympian. So because right.
0: <laughs> some Para days sailing just- could be dangerous, <laughs> so you need to be careful. Have you seen those things where people get dragged across the water and they don't go quite up? Got to be careful.
1: Wow. Oh, well, there you go. I just saved it's a usually, lot of it's... money.
0: A... It's usually on funniest home videos. So you might like that,
1: but so is stepping on a rake in your yard, getting (laughs) hit in the head or the ding ding, as my boys would say,
0: (laughs) the ding ding. That's so funny, (laughs) but it was really nice to talk to you. i love having um, great to connect someone funny on. (laughs)
1: Yay! Well, I think everybody should just be bold, be brave, dare yourself daily, explore and play and just Always seek a punchline and find what's funny because that's affordable health care.
0: I agree. Um, being happy, um, H is also for happiness in my heel and rim, but but um, being happy does definitely fight off uh, lower vibrating emotions like happiness and laughing and love are the highest vibrating. And when you feel Good and you're happy, then you're in alignment with yourself and your source. And so, you know, you can't feel bad if you're laughing,
1: right? So true, so true. <laughs> and kids do it hundreds of times a day, and and we get way too serious as we age and think and think and do. So I am going to be very excited when your book comes out. Put me on the pre-order. I'm there. Oh for Jesus! You, oh God, that's a lot of pressure. Okay, Elizabeth, somebody needs to hear that story.
0: You're like the first person that said, put me on the pre order. Like, you're going to be the first person to get the book.
1: <laughs> I'm ready.
0: i got my credit card
1: right here. Pa-ching. I will give one to you. Oh, <laughs> no. This is not how we market. We've got a whole other
0: conversation. Going okay. All right. all right. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. See, I need to hire you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so very much. I do appreciate you and your time and your humor. Thanks for all you do. you do. Yeah. It was you nice really to get to making a difference. Thank Thank you, you, Elizabeth. Thank you. And everyone else, I'll be back in just a sec. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at mainstreammeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream. Coaching and Wellness, on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.